Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today come from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. Our first reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 7 through 18. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with flowing streams, with springs and underground waters welling up in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land where you may eat bread without scarcity, where you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and from whose hills you may mine copper. You shall eat your fill and bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes, which I am commanding you today. When you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks have multiplied and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from flint rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know, to humble you and test you, and in the end, to do you good. Do not say to yourself, My power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors as he is doing today. Our next reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6-15. through 15. The point is this, the one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. As it is written, he scatters abroad, he gives to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. For the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by the generosity of your sharing with them and with all others, while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that he has given you. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. Our final reading is from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. 
Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our final message in our Matters of Faith series looks at giving thanks. Thankfulness is most certainly a part of our faith. We may sometimes just think of it as something that we should naturally be doing, that we should just be thankful. But it is a great matter of our faith because of what thankfulness is and what it leads to. One of the themes that we see in our readings for today is that part of being thankful is also being generous and being selfless. Those are important things to be as part of our faithfulness, to giving thanks. Because one of the things that we give thanks for is that God has given to us. It's for giving thanks for all that God has given us. To truly be thankful for it, we have to share in those blessings. We see this in our reading from Deuteronomy. The people are told that, When they've settled down, when things are going well, don't forget who it was that got you here. Don't think that you did all this yourself. Don't think that you've done all this so that you should be proud. But remember that it was God that helped you get there. And remember your difficult times so that you can be thankful and you can be generous. And it's important because these were people who suffered a lot. People delivered from slavery, delivered from terrible fate. But yet, there's that worry that as generations go on and people start to forget, people forget how they got there and who got them there. And people forget their community. We see this echoed in Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth. Paul talks about how if you are generous, then you'll receive reward for that. That as you give, more will be given to you. You shouldn't feel that you have to give as some sort of compulsion that you're forced to give, but that you should give generously, and then you should always do it with God in mind. Because if God provides, then you should be able to provide for others, knowing that God will always help you. And so it echoes that message that we get all the way back in Deuteronomy, that we never forget that we're thankful because God has provided enough that we can provide for others that we can share in those blessings so that it overflows, so that as we give thanks, we give thanks to God that we can share. In our gospel reading, we get a picture of people forgetting to be thankful. Ten lepers, keeping their distance, call out for mercy, for healing. Jesus commands them to go see the priests, and they all scurry off. And as they go, they're healed. Now, the thing that helps us get an idea of all of this is that the one who notices turns back, praising God with a loud voice. So one of the things that we might imagine with this is that the others would have heard. They would have seen him and noticed that he turned back. I can't imagine how somebody running in a group suddenly turns back yelling and nobody notices. 
but only one turns back. And Jesus wants to know, <laughs> I thought there were ten of you. Where are the other nine? And it's only the Samaritan, the outsider, the foreigner, that is turned back to praise God and to be thankful. And so there's a couple things that we might be able to take from that. Maybe the others didn't want to follow him because of his status. Maybe when he turned back, they thought, well, I don't want to follow that Samaritan. And we see that pride got in the way of truly giving thanks because they didn't want to be in the company of the outsider. But we do get a very poignant statement at the end of our gospel reading. That here's this Samaritan. And Jesus says to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. He believed. They came, they asked, they received. They received because they asked. And they were given to generously. For me, these readings tie together a picture of what it means to give thanks. That it's an active thing. It's not just saying, hey, God, thank you for everything. Because though that's important, that's how we start. Much as I have said before, if our prayer is it, the only thing we're doing, we aren't quite living up to expectations. It's fine for your prayer to be, God, thank you for the many ways you have blessed me and thank you for all that you have done. And that's a start. Prayer is always the beginning of something. Even if it's the end of one cycle, it's the start of another. Because if we are giving thanks to God in our prayers, then we need to reflect that in our actions. After we give thanks, we demonstrate our faith that God will always provide by sharing what we have. And it's important that we do that because it's how we demonstrate that we understand the gift that we have been given. And that we are truly thankful because we don't just hoard it away. We don't say, well, God gave this to me and it's all mine. I think that's sometimes where we run into problems. We're thankful for all we've been given, but we start to think that maybe it's because we're special. That we've been given this. Or God helped us, but we did so much of the work. Maybe we think God met us halfway. And the problem is that we start to let pride get in the way of being truly thankful. Because part of being thankful is being selfless. And that's one of the interesting things that we can see. We've talked about emulating Christ in what we do. And one of the things that Christ did was heal. That he gave without asking for anything in return. Jesus never seeks payment. He heals because it's the right thing to do. If we are going to be thankful for what we have and truly be thankful, then we too must be generous with what we've been given. Because if we are grateful for the grace and the mercy that God has shown us, 
then we show that grace and mercy to others because we're thankful. And you know, that's a big part of how we build community. The early Israelites trying to build a new community in the new land were thankful and they came together to celebrate and to share so that all could celebrate, so that all could be thankful, so that it all could be cared for. That even those that may have been having a difficult time when they came together, when they acted together, they all had something to be thankful for and good all and could all share together. We see it throughout the Bible. And often those that are most thankful are those that have the least to share, but yet they still share. And one of the things that I think we have to always recognize is that when God has been good to us, we find a way that we can help extend that so that we can be good to others. And it doesn't have to be things that we get. We often think about it as being generous with our money, but it's also being caring with our actions. That we know that we can work for others because of our blessings. It also means taking care that we don't neglect others because God has been good to us. And this is where that selfless part comes in as part of our faithful thanksgiving. Because when we think about God being good to us, we think about the fact that God has shown his grace to us in so many ways. Since sacrifices have been made on our behalf, we're expected to learn and grow and to be able to do. That if sacrifices are made so that we can know God is with us and that God has been generous to us, that we find a way to be generous with our care and our compassion. We find a way to be selfless so that our actions are for the benefit of others. And this comes in a lot of forms. And what it really comes down to is once again that great commandment of loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. That we're able to have empathy and sympathy. We need to be able to step outside ourselves and see if we reflect the love of Christ in who we are. If that is how we are giving thanks. And you know, I have to admit, sometimes it's hard because we get caught up very easily in a lot of ideas that you're supposed to look out for number one. And that everybody is responsible for their own actions, which is true. However, we have to remember that Christ doesn't see us that way. If Christ sees each of us as responsible for our own actions, and that we had to do everything for ourselves, there would be no sacrifice on the cross. No act of love to show us that even when our actions run contrary to what's best for us, that Christ will still act with our interests in mind. And we must be able to do the same, because if we are thankful for the love that God has given us, we must show it. And if we are thankful for the blessings that God has given us, we must share them. And if we are going to be responsible people living our faith, we must be selfless in the way that we give so that others may see the life they can live because we're not called 
to judge people for the things that they have done and decide whether or not they're worthy of our generosity. We are called to be generous in spite of those things because our faith is in God. Our faith is in Christ. We're called to be generous because people are still deserving of love because we are still deserving of love from Christ. And if we are to emulate Christ's love for us, then we show that love to others, showing our thankfulness by giving others something to be thankful for. And that comes back to us because we know in our hearts that when we're selfless and we do the right thing to help others, we know we have followed in our Savior's footsteps, that we're doing our best to live a life that shows that we are thankful for all that God has done. Because we can never be too grateful for all that God has given us and all that God has done for us. You know, I'm thankful for the fact that I have a roof over my head, that I can put clothing on my children's backs, that there's food on the table, that I have friends and family and I'm thankful for a wonderful, loving grouping of congregations that are always there to help. I am thankful for the many ways that God has blessed me. And my faith comes into that when I try to give others the same experience I've had, that they may know that same love that they may know that same gratitude so that we can all be thankful together, that we may all stop to praise God for the wonderful things he's done, that we may turn back and praise the Father for being there in our lives, that we may be grateful for our Savior's love that redeems us. We give thanks that the Holy Spirit is there for us whenever we call on him. In this time of thankfulness, as we get ready for Advent, we prepare our hearts in joy and gratitude for the coming of our Lord and Savior into this world. It's important that we remember all the things that we do have to be thankful for. And then think of all the ways that we can share it and show it. That we may show why we are thankful. That we may live our great faith not by showing why we are special and why we are above others, but humbling ourselves to know that for all our mistakes, God is there for us and that God helps us to be there for each other. So let us live our lives as a people full of thanks, showing mercy and love and grace at every opportunity because we are thankful for the mercy and love and grace that God has shown us. That we be a people thankful for sacrifices made by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may show that love to others, so that we may give, so that we may grow, so that all may know the joy that comes from following our God, that we may all be truly blessed, that we may all be a people who give thanks, joyfully and happily, with generous hearts and open arms, for all. Amen.